Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast, and I'm your host, Chad. And it's just great to be back. My name's Ronnie, and I'm just fired up today. Dude, listen, we are recording one day after what we normally record, and it just feels like it's been too long. Yeah, it's been like 24 hours. Ready to get right back behind the steering wheel, you know? It's just felt like, I feel like I'm a little cold coming into it. I'm going to need to warm up a little bit. Well, you know what can help you do that? What's that? Mr. Keith Sees. Oh, let's go! Our boy is back. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we mean Keith Sadies. This is not Kit's World. We're, we've checked. We went back. We uh, we checked summaries. We watched the episode 27 times yep. each. This is officially Commander Keith Sadies. Commander Keith. Hopefully Kit's is dead. I don't know where that guy is, yeah. but hopefully he's dead. Hopefully, hopefully we never see him again. One, so we don't make that embarrassing mistake again. And two... That guy sucks. He's probably threatening to kill some one of his own comrades right yeah. now. For being a traitor. While trembling himself and yeah. like debating whether or not he can get out of whatever perilous situation he's in. <laughs> so let's hop right on in, dude. Yeah. Well, let's I mean, get into it. We got season three, episode 48, or episode 11, Bystander. Wow. Mm. Wow. We're finally here, dude. I've been waiting so long for this one. And this one, I mean, we both did it. My favorite one, going back and listening to it, was when I hadn't quite caught up with the series, but decided foolishly to start a podcast before I had caught up with the series. But listen, it's all worked out now, and you just dropped a great little nugget mm-hmm. about how Keith Sadies was an innocent bystander, and you know what that did? Right over my head. Right over your head. I knew I, knew I could drop that without spoiling wave of a wand by you well done thank you i'm glad you recognized it because a lot of times you don't like to give me credit on this podcast which we all know well it's all love tonight brother (laughs) all right well let's get right into it until you say something that really pisses me off (laughs) we start off with best girl historia okay she's playing with a bunch of kids in a field and what okay what happened last episode where did we end off last episode well, last episode was the uh, the big ol' she murdered the Rod Titan and everyone was bowing down right. to her. And okay, so... She's into, I'm just so excited for this episode. Well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. It says it right here. It's been it's been two months since then, okay? that This is where we're at now. Okay. They state it's been two months since she was crowned the queen and she's now playing with a bunch of orphans in a field. I mean, this is just such a queenly thing to do. It's so awesome, dude. It, I mean, most of the time queens are like, "Hey, go grab me a drink. Hey, go do this." Right. She's playing with little kids. She's such a good girl. And mind you, she's only like 15 years old. How awesome is that? But Armin and John, you know, they're so her- wise beyond her years. She is. I've been ride or die for her this entire time. <laughs> Well, she's learned a lot in her childhood. She had a great childhood, great parents. Never said a bad lot. thing about her. Okay. <laughs> just Don't know why you had to state that. I mean, I just want to let people know I've been on the bandwagon the whole time. Stop calling me out. feel like you're trying to you know, cover for something, but all right. Well, we got Armin, Jean, and Aaron. They're all watching her, just fawning over her like we all are. And Armin says that people are now calling her the cattle farming goddess. Wow. What a name. What do you think about this name? Ronnie? I think it's, you know. As soon as I heard that, I instantly thought of you, Ronnie. I was like, well, Ronnie's going to have a hot take on this name. <laughs> I just, I'm just filled with, gl- dude, you know what? 
I came into this episode, I sent you a text earlier in the week, or maybe I just talked to you about it. That's probably more likely what I did. There's so many great little nuggets, little nods in this episode that this was really going to test your podcasting skills and your note-taking skills. This is going to be your biggest challenge yet. It, oh, oh my god, I meant to check that. Yeah, I'm sure you meant to. Like Just knocking this entire thing off. You that gotta was, set an alarm to check for your alarm. Do that, you not know that? I have so many alarms. It's not, we can get, actually that's going to be a little segment I do later. Okay. Um. We also, well, actually, we're only on episode 11. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Right. This We're five minutes in. We're just getting started. I just have so many things to say up front. Anyway, I was saying this was really going to challenge you. Let me just say I'm feeling very optimistic that you got such a small little thing such as, what was her nickname again? The Cattle Farming Goddess. I mean, great notes by you. Well, this, thank you. This might, okay, technically, this might not be your favorite episode. It might not be my favorite episode. But this is officially the podcast favorite episode. Yeah, it really is. Keith Sadie's. Anyone that Keith Sadie's in is always at the top. Continue. Okay. But yeah. last, also last episode though, or not last, was the last one Yuri, Kenny and Yuri. That was one of my favorite podcasts we've done. Right. I love that one. This is also a great one. We got so deep in that one. We did. And we're, we're about to go deep in this one too. So beware, so listeners. Put on your trousers. So, Jean then throws in that now that we have a goddess, no one will remember that chump that plugged up Trost. Jeez, I just had to mention this part because it's... I know. Anytime Jean and Aaron bring beef back up, it just brings me back to the good old days. And for a while there, they were kind of like almost respectable in a way. Like they kind of still had this intense... I don't even, what would you call it? Like, intense... It's, okay, um, I feel like it's one of those things where you just roast your buddy. He's, it's like he's looking at Aaron as his buddy. Right, it was, like, very kind of, he was a dick, but in a way that, like, you could respect and be like, you know, listen, we don't always see eye to eye, but we're on the same team. It just gets back to petty stuff. It is petty, yeah. <laughs> like, they're just going at each other. I feel like he's honestly a little jealous that Historia has been giving Aaron some attention, too. That could be a little bit of it. But see, that's Jean rides for Mikasa. So, like, what's his deal right now? Is he just, like, looking for anywhere he can get it? Well, dude, all the chicks are all over Aaron, man. Historia. I mean, Mikasa. Did you see Aaron's body that a couple episodes ago? (laughs) Jeez. Aaron then gets super serious out of nowhere. Okay, let's just talk about Aaron this episode has changed. You can tell he has changed a lot. He is more of a serious, like, almost a depressed dude, the way he talks. Yeah, I didn't know what you are going for. I was going to say, you're telling me he's more of a stick in the mud than ever? Yeah, it's, you can tell he's he's on one. Okay. This is the beginning of just his self-confidence has shot so far down, it is unbelievable. I almost feel bad for the guy, but then I don't because his hardening experiments have been going well, if you know what I mean. Well... Haven't all of ours. <laughs> but uh, he talks about Historia becoming the queen, and you know, she's always wanted to take care of the orphans and the needy from the underground. When people need help, she said that she'll be there to rescue them no matter what. So he's taking this shit super serious. He doesn't even care that John just absolutely roasted him. He's like, Look, man, this is what Historia said, so shut up. But Historia starts walking with Aaron now, they're alone. And 
That's when she pulls out the old hardening experiment. <laughs> yeah, she goes, Aaron, heard you've been practicing hardening. Whoa. Whoa. She's like, I heard it's going really well. Wink, wink. I'd love to be a part of those trials sometime. <laughs> and he's just like, as Aaron always is, never catching hints. He's like, yeah, but we really just need to hurry up and get things going. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, the story, it's like a very serious thing. I'm kind of really struggling with it right now. If you could, like, just not talk about it. And that's when she brings up, she's like, well, what would you do if Reiner and Bert showed up again? And Aaron says, I would just have to kill them. He's not even his angry, like, I'm going to kill all the Titans. I'm going to kill all my enemies. He's just, I guess I would just have to kill them. I mean, he's still killing things, but... On a much more mild-mannered scale right now. He just sounds way different. All I can describe Aaron as is he just sounds different. This dude is not the same as he used to be. And what is it still just, I guess, what he knows about his dad now? I I guess that's kind of like what it's got to be. And he just feels like once Rod revealed everything that, like, Frida was going to do and just the scale of everything, I think it... I guess it hit Aaron on a yeah. more serious way. I mean, he goes from wanting to kill every Titan to being a Titan. To, I mean, just everything. The past six months, like, what even... God, that has to... He's was, 15. Like, there were those three episodes where all he wanted to do was get eaten. He's just... Yeah. He's rough out here. So they keep t- walking and talking together, and Aaron... Um, He's complimenting her and flirting with her. I mean, they got they got a little tension together, and that's when Mikasa walks up with just the biggest death stare. Yeah. Even scarier than when she was trying to get Aaron back from Bert when they were on top of Reiner. They weren't even doing anything, and you felt like he, he got caught doing something. Yeah, it was like sense. she walked in on an act happening. Right. And... She pulls her mom card out. Mikasa's five hundred percent that girl who's like delete every other girl's phone number in your yeah mute all of their Block social every, medias yeah. and delete every number you have. And if you like any pictures, I'm kicking <laughs> your ass. Oh, you are gonna hear about it, boy. It's kind of like my ex girlfriend. That's why I loved her so much. But well, yeah, then I do love people kind of taking control of situations. Okay, you're know, not wrong. You just said it so. <laughs> And then Mikasa grabs Aaron, whatever Aaron's carrying. I don't even remember. What is it? Just goods or something? It looks like it's five pounds, and she's like, Aaron, that's too heavy for you. By the way, I did have this awesome note. Upon Mikasa arriving, I said, yeah, so we get our first scene of Keith Sadie's in this episode. Oh, wait, that's Mikasa. (laughs) That's good. I like that. I mean, I couldn't tell from the seeking caverns around her eyes. She looks rough, doesn't she? she? She's... She's got to get away from that guy. Her and Jean need to start doing some stuff. I know it's just the mood right now is really weird. Page, Page turn. Page turn. Okay, so then they they start talking about after Mikasa pulls her mom card, she grabs it from him, and she's like, "Historia, he's been hardening a lot lately, and it's for <clears> me." <throat> so. Don't let him carry heavy things. And it's like a five-pound blanket. Yeah. It's like, okay. Way too heavy. <laughs> but then they start talking about how the military purge happened with all the bad, you know, we got all the bad people going out that were under Kenny, whatever you want to call it. I don't even, what do you even want to call that? 
Um, I guess the military people under the the king, the fake king, okay, kind of yeah, purge yeah. them out. And talk about that a little bit and how the underground glow, or I don't even know what you want to call it, underground ore from the cavern. This is something I actually missed the first time I watched it. And they talk about how that brought light bulbs to the city. And I was like, whoa, I did not catch that <laughs> at bulbs. all. Wait, what? Did you even catch that this episode? No. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I'm glad you're with me because the first time I saw this episode, I had no idea. I, I mean I I thought about it and I was like, wow, they actually now that I think about it, they've never had light bulbs. But it says they somehow use that to create light bulbs in the city. It's a great thing we don't have a uh, video podcast as of just now because let me tell you, I was just smiling and waving my way through that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I somehow caught it. I don't great, I don't, even, I don't pay attention to things. And great I notes, it. Chad. You were on fire tonight, buddy. <laughs> so they now have light bulbs. That's a big thing because, I mean, they were using... Do they just... Con- they got a most... They must constantly glow right yeah it's just constant glow it's not like it's like plug-in like i don't even know i really by or are they taught are they referring to the hardening material as ore? yeah like the Um, icy looking hardening that's yeah you know we actually need our listeners to talk about this because i this is the first time i caught it and i was so put off by it i was like what that doesn't even make sense hmm um, but I'll have to go back and watch it. But if you know the answer, please email us. Uh, to be fair, when they were in the Fortress of Solitude, um, it does have a very luminescent glow, so I can buy it. It's just, mm-hmm. I must have just been looking into Mikasa's cavernous yeah. eyes at that point. I guess, dude. But they talk about Aaron's hardening ability and how that's finally brought them a, a safe anti-Titan weapon. And that is called... The Wall Executioner from Hell, as Hanji tells us. Great name. Um, I just want to say, way to go, guys. I'm very proud of the team right now. We have successfully came up with the first new way of killing Titans since the beginning of Cannons. This is the kind of progress I like to see. This We've been waiting on this. They had one way, and they were just like, we're just going to keep this for the next 100 years. No reason to try and you know improve, upgrade. But here we go. We got the new Titan killing blocks of hell. Yeah. Right here on the wall. And it's all thanks to Aaron hardening. Seems as if your girl Hanji has made a full recovery. She seems as pleasant yet as scary as ever. As scary as in crazy. And this thing. Looking good in those glasses. Oh, yeah. And without them. This thing is a direct nape shot, by the way. They show a little clip of it. This thing is badass, bro. Where has this been? I mean, I know we have fixed cannons and stuff, but... (laughs) Even though, I mean, here's the thing. It works. Look at it. It did not take extreme engineering to come up with. Someone was just like, what What if we got just like a really heavy log and we... uh, uh, we blocked the entrance with Aaron's uh, hardening thing, and we just lifted the log way up in the air, and then we waited for him to get there, and we just dropped it. Yeah, the, the scariest part of it all is just having some guy at the bottom just be a decoy. Yeah. And like even then, it's not like he's going to get grabbed. Don't know, don't know why it took them that long to do that, but... Hey, no judgment here. Nice job. And then Aaron starts bleeding because... He's been hardening way too much. 
And we know what it's like when the blood flow gets oh going. Oh, my God. You just get... Sure, it gets raw. And oh. he, he just... <laughs> I mean... He just sh- shrugs it off, and he's like, I don't care. I'm just ready for Shingun Shineshina. How many times can a guy really harden in one day, you know? I know three or four. It depends on <clears throat> what you're doing, but Shinganshina. He just talks about Shinganshina. Sorry Weak. I butchered that earlier. Weak. Then we move on to dinner. Ronnie's favorite segments in Attack on Titan. Love a good dinner. And... At the scout dinner, Marlo makes a great appearance, dude. I, anytime Marlo's in it, I love it. I don't know if you like Marlo or not, but he's one of my favorite characters. Oh, good old Mr. Bullcut. <laughs> no, nah, I just miss him from season one. I thought he had a cool like two-episode appearance in season one. He showed up a little bit you know, earlier on this season, but it's always cool when he's around. I mean, he's officially made the change. He's he's on the good guys now. He's on the good guys. He's he's ecstatic about this whole oh, yeah. Hanji's new weapon, and Jean just fucking rips him. He's like, dude, oh, you think now that you're just a scout, you can just be all happy and shit? He's like, hitched it, and then they talk about Hitch not joining, and um, they're like ripping him for liking her, and Marlo Marlo's like, no, I told her off, and he's like, I told her I don't like her anymore because. She was wrong for just wanting to live an easy life. And Jeez. this is one of my favorite parts of this yeah. episode. When Armin rips him. Armin rips him, but then we got Aaron going, I don't think he said anything wrong. Did you catch that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I gotta talk about my boy Armin here for a second. Yeah, talk about Armin. He takes a shot at Marlo for telling off Hitch, and I just I thought it was funny, but at the same time I would really like to see Armin deal with either a girl that he likes or a girl that likes him. I imagine it would go about the same way it goes when I try and talk to a girl, which is to say, not that well. I'm just a little shy. I know. I've never seen you actually talk to a girl. I'm just shy. I don't know what to tell you. Have you actually talked to one? Uh, In person or is it just always text? uh, Stop it. (laughs) But now, hey, we got a bunch of new recruits from... Yeah. Redheaded boy? Hey, who the fuck is this guy? We're going to go ahead and call his name out, okay? Please do, because I knew him as Redheaded boy. Who the fuck is this guy? Well, his name is Flock. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is. Flock overhears Jean and asks if he thinks he's some, like, veteran now. Because Jean's talking all big and bad. Hey, buddy, where the fuck have you been? Yeah. Okay? (laughs) Yeah, what have you been doing, buddy? You've been over there jerking off in the military. I don't even know if he's from the military police, but, I mean, he hasn't been doing anything. Are the military police still with them at this point? Or did they kind of bow out after the the happenings of last well, they Yeah, they they kind of bowed out, but Marlo came, he switched from the military police so, to the So scout. you're not saying, is this a, you're asking, like, is this a military at, police that transferred? Yeah, I'm asking if he transferred. Gotcha. Because gotcha. I know a couple did because of everything that happened. Okay. And, he might be one of them, or he might just be a brand new recruit. The way he's talking, I'm assuming he's just like... Just a new recruit. He's part of the bitch squad yeah. of the scouts. Which, you know, to be fair, is still cooler than all the other MPs and garrison regiments. But he's And then he starts talking about the 104th, and he's... He's like, what, have y'all been through a lot? And he's like, then then they, they all give him the death stare, and he's kind of like, uh, guess y'all have kind of been through a lot. I'll, uh... I'll go ahead and leave on that note. And he, Flock the bitch man, takes off. And then we got some Connie action. He's talking. He wants to go back to his hometown to kind of further investigate. 
and he leaves the table after saying some stuff and they're just kind of discussing if they if there's any way for his mom to turn back to normal from a titan and i'm just gonna go ahead and put this out there no there's not (laughs) (laughs) she's done for and why you don't slice her nape and just put her out of her misery is beyond me that is a really good point can you imagine what if you were stuck upside down on top of your house with those little bitty arms and legs you were just miserable all you were doing is staring at i don't know the house across from you all day and your son just kept coming back going hey dad what's up and she's just like welcome home (laughs) and you'd just be thinking kill me please and he's like i'm gonna make y'all better dad (laughs) It's going to take a few years, but we're going to get you back. I know you were in a wheelchair before this, and that's why you can't get off the house now, but I am going to make you all better. (laughs) Wait, is that canon, what you just said? Was she actually in a wheelchair? Dude, I don't know, but she she seems sickly. She probably was then if you said that, but... Doesn't she seem sickly? Uh, Yeah, she seems like she either had the coronavirus or I I don't know. Corey can you that bitch Corey Can you actually beep that out from this podcast? Just please refer to it as Corey V. Corey V, yeah. That bitch Corey V. Then Aaron starts having his uh, whole dilemma again. Slam down on the table. Jeez. And sorry, I get fired up when I talk about Aaron. I know you get fired up. You're having a hell of an episode. I'm sorry. (laughs) And he asks, who are they actually really fighting? And he starts discussing the whole thing he heard about Ymir. And he's like, Titans, like... She was 60 years. She felt like a nightmare. And he's thinking, what is actually going on? He's crunching the numbers. That's a uh, notebook flip. And then Mikasa kind of sees this going on. And she's straight up like, okay, I'm snapping him out of this. And she's like, Aaron, you need to eat, buddy. You need to get your protein in. (laughs) Finish that rice. Jean then mentions, which thank you, Jean, for mentioning this, that... Aaron, all you've done lately is just mumble a bunch of shit to yourself. <laughs> He's thinking what everyone else is He's thinking. He's not wrong. It's good. Listen, I feel like Jean took a real backseat um, as of late, and I'm just glad to see him back, you know. I know. Being part of the group. He's, he's honestly one of the more naturally funny characters, probably because he's always just ripping on Aaron, but I've missed him. So it's good <laughs> to see him have a few more yep. moments this episode. He tells Aaron, too, that he needs to remember that guy from the memories that he's been talking about. And Aaron starts thinking, and it finally just hits him. He, and then he says, oh, yeah, it's Jean. Okay, that's because Jean mentions that little, he's like, you need to get a headbutt from the commanded again just to get your ass straight. And that's when it just hits Aaron. He's like, wait a minute. The guy with hair in my memories? That was Keith I'd fucking Sadie. I knew I had seen those beautiful eyes before. <laughs> Low-key out of nowhere the first time you're going through it. What is? Well, just the fact that Aaron remembered this. I mean, Keith Sadie's ones that we hadn't seen him in 30 episodes. I know. And what's crazy is I can remember that episode where when Historia and Rod touched him and he had the memory flashback. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that guy and being like, oh, he looks kind of familiar. Never once did I think is it was that, Keith Sadie's. Like, is that Kit's Worryman? <laughs> <laughs> is that the commander of the garrison? <laughs> Or, sorry, not the commander, Captain. And it's not that they... I mean, they perfectly... Season one, when Keith Sadies was on the screen, 
they set him up for this. It just was gone for a very long time. So, mm-hmm. so, so they start riding off to go see Keith then because it, it hits Aaron. And Hanji on the way says that he was the 12th commander before Irwin. And then they finally arrive to Mr. Keith. And that's when we get to the calling card. Executioner from Hell. Semi-automatic Titan extermination weapon constructed in part by Aaron's hardening ability and the wall. It can safely fall and eliminate Titans compared to previous methods. Uh, the original cannons. I don't think it says fixed cannons, but the original cannons. Well, um, so with this, it says semi-automatic. It seems as if it's definitely not a quick thing, right? It seems like you kind of have to drop it and then you got to pull it all the way back up. Is that how you understand it? Yeah. Okay, so this makes a little more sense to me too, now that I'm thinking about it. Aaron's hardening Mm -hmm. creates it to where the log can fall perfect on the nape. So without his hardening, it would kind of just swing down and you might not get a direct shot, I guess is how it is. Explain that to me. So he's got hardening... And like a circular area. So to it's, where it's like an elevator that leads yeah. the log directly. directly to the nape. So that makes more sense of how it works. Damn. Aaron really becoming an artist out here. He is. Okay, so then we go back and we are in present time with fucking Keith Sadies now. How long has it been since we've been able to talk about this Miss guy? this guy. God, I, I mean, you don't need us to tell you. He looks like shit. Looks just absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, I've always said, anytime someone's got a beard like this, just give it up, shave it. You know, it's if you just have like a patchy mess, it's better than being like, you know what, I, I'm waking up in the morning, and I'm shaving around yep. this little chin pube thing I've got going on because this is just this is my look. Grow up. He <laughs> looks like a goat. Is what you're saying. Just a very weird facial hair. Do you um, want to talk about uh, him and Sasha's moment? I know you love Sasha, so... Do you even remember this? You, well, no, I kind of ignored it. It's not in my notes at all, so... I mean, wow. Touch on it if you need to, but... Well, I, Sasha's your favorite character, so I was kind of just going to let you do that. But we can skip over it. Um, Sasha doesn't want to sit down beside him because Potato Girl bad. Keith Sadie's got onto her. <laughs> we can skip that. <laughs> Rightfully so. So, Keith then looks at Aaron and says, You resemble your mother so much. She was eating a potato during the boot camp. <laughs> and Completely then, unprofessional. Then we get to a candidate for Chaz's quote of the day, right oh, after he says a candidate, that. though. You're not... Well, well, there's two of them that I can't pick between. I'll, I'll let help, you decide. I'll help you pick them. He goes, However, the fangs lurking deep in your eyes are surely your father's. I love that. I love him saying that to Aaron. I do like that quote. I love it because I think it's been mentioned before to Aaron that he his he looks nothing like his dad. Because Aaron's pretty hot. His mom is well, hot. Well, yeah. Just wait till we get there. <laughs> so, Keith says he can tell a story utterly useless to humanity. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> hey, we are all ears. Page turn. Page turn. I love when he says that. It's like... Why the hell would you say that before you tell this story? I know, especially since what he's getting ready to say. I'll let you continue okay. your notes, but because I'm sure. And then you he have. goes as a bystander. So apparently, Keith's just a bystander, and this shit's 
completely meaningless. So if you want to tune out of this podcast, you yeah, can. There's no interesting things getting ready to be covered here. So 20 years ago, while Mario, Keith, you know, he goes outside. He's on. He's in the scouts, and he finds Grisha outside the wall. And Grisha couldn't remember why he was outside the walls or really couldn't remember anything and except for his name. So he remembers that his name is Grisha Yega. Can't believe Keith would buy this. What I mean, what a sketchy place to get caught. Oh, whoa. <laughs> How did I get out of here? Oh, my God. Wait, I just this? jumped really high. Oh, uh, I, I came out of the bathroom and then I just was I was wondering like where everyone was at. And so I took a turn here, and dude, I, heck, there's no direct, there's no signs or anything. Where am I? And Keith's just like, you know what? I'm buying it. (laughs) So then it skips over to Hannes, and Grisha is now being held in a cell. Dude, what about, okay, I mean, look at Hannes here. Hannes looks young, bro. He's a little youngy. Well, I mean, I guess it is 20 years ago, but it's crazy what he looks like. I mean, same old Hannes, though. Same old Hannes. Drunk as ever. Just hammered, and I love how he says, let's just not report this. He's like, I know we got to report anytime somebody tries to escape. But he's like, kind of trust this guy. Let's just not report it. So I feel like Keith and Hannes, they kind of, they know something's up, but they don't want to report it. Does that make sense? Yeah, Hannes is too drunk to report it. And Keith, I don't really know what's going on. Because still, like, worst excuse of all time by Grisha. Yeah, I feel like Han. I feel like Keith's not really buying it as more as he's interested. He's like, okay, I'm, I want to hear what this guy has to say. What's this guy's story? Yeah. So, Grisha, they're talking at a restaurant, and Grisha tells Keith that he does remember that he is a doctor, and he asks Keith to, he or he tells Keith to take him to a local hospital, and he'll start helping out. This Red is flag. A little story about us that we. Uh... We haven't even got the chance to talk about this, just me and you. This is as um, as convenient that Grisha's a doctor as, so, a, as, as booty shorts from the other. Okay, me and Chad, we were playing a little Call of Duty. And uh, we were playing trios because I'm, that's just what, you know, Chad was a host. He doesn't really know what he's doing half the time. We'd find our way in trios. We had this random trio person, didn't have a mic, and... <laughs> We just found the love of our life, guys. <laughs> their gamer tag was well, booty, booty shorts, shorts for, for life. life. Uh, their clan tag was e girl. They didn't have a microphone, which was the first red flag. We asked if it truly was a girl. They said yes. We asked how old. They said eighteen. I mean, the, <laughs> listen, it definitely wasn't a fifteen-year-old guy. We asked multiple times. The pieces all fell into place. You know, we got some wins, and it was a great night. It was a great night. We flirted a lot. Definitely was not a dude. <laughs> Definitely didn't ask him at the end if he had a dick, and he said yes. Uh, just a great friendship. was He gave uh, Chaz here some anime recommendations. And I will say the anime recommendations kind of seemed like it was a chick, but whatever. The jury's still out. Yeah. We'd- we don't know. We played for two hours. We don't know. With that being said, you know, if anyone plays Call of Duty, uh, email at, email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Maybe we uh, play a little. Yeah, we'll fuck around with it. 
Um, as long as you're an e-girl and you're 18. Yeah, e-girl 18, very specific specifications. So, Keith asks, uh, sorry, Grisha asks Keith to teach him all about, um, this world and the scouts and just everything. Just teach me about everything. So, not a red flag at all that this guy is not from here. (laughs) But I love how Keith is at least interested enough to not tell on this guy. And while telling Keith, or while telling Grisha in a restaurant, pretty much everything, Keith, this is at the point, I'm sorry, I think when they all sat down to hear Keith's story, he says something where he's like, well, listen, honestly, I didn't know much about him. And then we get to the flashback where he proceeds to learn almost everything there is to know about him and teaches almost everything else to him. Yeah. Yeah, Keith is an interesting guy for this one. He's very interesting for saying that this is meaningless. Listen, don't really know this guy all that well. Here's everything about him. <laughs> he says that, or Keith says what Irwin, whoa, this is not good notes. Uh-oh. Wait. See, you blew your load at the beginning. Huh? What about possibly, wait. So what happens? Okay, yeah, so he's talking to him about what's why scouts do what they do. He's like, yeah, we, we scouts, you know, we're kind of the freedom, the wings of freedom. He's talking to him, telling him all that junk. You know how um, everything Irwin says, pretty much everything Irwin's been saying. Grisha says that, um... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this whole, can, can oh, you, this whole wait, sentence right here messed up. <laughs> okay, okay, I found it, I found it, I found it. Grisha tells him he's like no he's like I love you saying that you 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 scouts are the pride of humanity and then buddy you didn't know you yeah you didn't know anything other than your name and that you were a doctor five minutes ago quit quit blowing smoke up my ass yeah looks like he's playing an act right now and Carla then walks up hello Carla the waitress this is my girl right here damn Oh, dude. How fire was my I mean, she's list. not. She looks all right. Oh, she's <laughs> she looks all right. Oh, my God. I mean, all, what is, all she's good for is pouring drinks. Damn. Ronnie, I mean, she walked on. up. I had to go practicing my hardening skills. <laughs> dude, all she's good for is just pouring drinks, and hopefully somebody tells her that later. Damn. But Grisha tells Keith that he's a chosen one. It's okay, so he's just blowing smoke up Keith's ass right now. And Keith's exactly. like, wow, I've never heard that before. He's like, wow, that means so much to me, coming from you. So, Keith then becomes the commander, all right? Did you catch this part where he becomes the commander? I Yeah, I saw that part. Okay. This is not like the light bulbs at all. So you caught it. Yeah, quit trying to find your way through your notes. I'm not trying to find my way through my notes. I'm just making sure. You're asking me silly goose questions. Second paragraph. Just making sure that you know that he is a part of it. You're trying to decipher your notes over there and asking me silly questions. All right, so then we skip a little further, and all of a sudden, Keith rushes in to Dr. Yeager. So now Dr. Yeager's official. He's a doctor. He rushes in with Carla and tells Grisha that she has caught the plague illness. Oh, no. And Dr. Yeager is like, just bring her here. I'll make sure, I'll use my hardening abilities and I'll cure her in an instant. I have such a hot take. Let's hear it. Grisha started a plague just so he could get with my girl Carla. How about that? Like, you really think that's what happened? I think 100% that's what happened. 
Oh, nope. Dude, we might catch it in season four. You never no know. No one can sway me from this opinion. Grisha developed a plague okay. and just waited for Carlo to be brought to him so he could nurse her back to health, do a little bit of this voodoo stuff he's clearly doing to everyone around here, and so he could get with her. That's a hot take. Oh, wow. What? One second, let all that vape smoke clear from the microphone. No one can hear you through that My name is fat Chad. cloud. Okay. My name is Chad. I vape a lot. What are we puffing tonight? Guava ice. You really like that guava ice. I do. I just finished my cold brew right before you got here, too. I was going to ask you about that. So, yeah, he cures her, and then he cures a lot of people. And then everyone's like, how the hell does Dr. Yeager, who, does, who barely knows his name, how does he know all these cures? But no one asked that question. And Dr. Yeager then gets married to Carla, and Keith is just a bystander in the background watching this. Why does he show up to this wedding? Okay. Why? We can all tell that he loves her. Why is he showing up to this wedding? That's just like if I, if I, you were in love with somebody, okay, you didn't tell me, I end up hooking up with her, I get married to her, would you show up to the wedding and you were in love with her? Um, well, I'm a bitch, so yeah, probably so. Okay, yeah. so you're like Keith. Okay. Um, but so you think he really loved her, huh? I don't think he loved her, but I do think he had a crush on her. Like I wouldn't say love. <laughs> Who didn't? I, that's true. <laughs> My, damn. And I don't know why. All she's good for is pouring drinks. But damn. <sighs> Can you imagine the tips she was raking in? I'm. I don't know if I've said this yet, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Keith coming back. He's with the scouts now. You know he's leading leading charge. And they just have one of those utter defeats outside the walls. And you know you know when they return, they got their heads down. That that one-fourth of the squad came back. One of those moments. Oh, my God. And he runs into Carla, and she has a little boy in her arms. And he, does, he did not know that she had a child. And Aaron looks, what, like three years old right here? Two, three? Some, yeah. Probably two, yeah, two or three. Maybe, yeah, maybe not even. And Keith is like, what the hell? You had a child, Carla? Yeah. He's like, you. will you cool it? <laughs> so unnecessary. Sorry, dude. I've got we some get it. You fire write your notes. We, we get it. You write your notes, okay? Quit some fire notes. You don't hear me yeah. aggressively. Some fire notes, bro. You don't hear me. I'm not aggressively going away on my notes. Oh, yeah, because you. Because I'm doing. A, copy and paste off Wiki. Because I'm doing. You know what? That's. Yeah, listeners, I actually take notes. Oh, Ronnie yeah. over here, I don't even know if he watches the episodes mm -hmm. because he straight up just oh, yeah? goes to Wiki Attack on Titan and oh. just copy and paste. Oh, really? I would love for someone to copy my notes into whatever those uh, Turn It In websites are and just see how wrong you are. I put so much care and passion into my notes. That is foolish. You're of like you me to in say. seventh grade. I had to type a that paper is one time. Foolish of you. Okay, I'm telling a story. Tell a story. In seventh grade, I had to type a paper one time. I waited to the last minute, mm -hmm. realized I did not want to type this paper, so I straight Shocker. up copy and pasted probably five-sixths of this paper. And I was like, oh, this shit rips. This is an awesome paper. Next day, I get called in the principal's office. I get caught for plagiarizing. And I tried to play it off like, oh, it, I did not mean to do that. It's so wrecked. And just like you, let me say this. You were the luckiest guy I've ever known. I'm sure you got off scot-free by no, that. No, I didn't. What, what, what was your punishment? Tell me. So this kind of did suck, I will say, because 
they got on to me. They were like, we'll let you redo the paper, but the highest grade you can get is a 50. So, and it was a big assignment that counted for a lot of the grade. So I got a 50 on it because I redid it. I actually took the time and did it myself Damn, and got a 50. Really? Yeah. What grade was this in? Seventh grade, dude. I was like seventh grade. 13 years old. And it was a bummer, man, because that wasn't the only thing I caught cheating on that year. And the second time, they really hammered it on me. Called my mommy, and just bad things happened. Oh. Bless <coughs> you, man. Oh, damn you, Corey V. Um, I've got kind of a similar story. I had a, uh, a buddy. We were in newspaper class together, and we had to Lame. do... I mean, it was pretty cool, you know. We, we wrote a bunch of good articles. <laughs> Everyone couldn't wait to hear what we had to say about the varsity softball team. Um, but no, in the end we had to do, we did this thing on conspiracy theories and we had to write a paper. And like you said, you know, it was the end of the year we were in high school. So me and my buddy, we had to, uh, we decided, okay, I'll write the first half. Are you, we had to do two conspiracies in okay. one paper. I was like, I'll do this conspiracy. You do the other one. So we did that, sent them to each other. I, Spent a good 20 minutes changing words, moving this yep. here, moving that there. My friend didn't. <laughs> oh, no. He got he got emailed by the teacher and was like, not sure you're going to be able to be in newspaper next year. We'll have to talk about it. And really, the true reason we were in newspaper was we... Uh, it, it basically consisted of us sitting in the back of the classroom, making up quotes for our friends to put in the newspaper, and then... Uh, Checking on our fantasy sports, so he was real concerned that he wasn't going to be able to get in. But in the end, Doctor Bradford was a cool guy. We we got him back in, but he did uh, he did get in some trouble there. Shout wow. out Doctor B. Well, speaking of Doctor Bradford, Doctor Yeager, um, if you're going to cheat, kids, be smart about it. Don't be like yeah. Chaz over here. Yeah, trust me, I learned my lesson. I never cheated again. Mm-hmm. So. Where was I? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Carla, that's her name. Damn! Carla asked Keith if he's going to continue this bullshit until he dies. She doesn't say bullshit. I kind of added that in. But she's talking about the scouts. She's like, look, I can tell you just had an utter defeat. Are you going to keep this up? And see, I just feel like they're very good friends. They are very good friends, but it's one of those where it's like, he wants to be more than friends. Uh, maybe. Come on. I mean, maybe. Because after this little remark right here, come on. We get an angry Keith, Mr. Jealous Sadies right here. And he starts jabbering and blabbering, and I'll talk about some of it, but some of it's really sensitive stuff. He says, people die without doing a damn thing because they lack imagination. He's basically calling Carla all of this. He says, They can't accomplish anything for shit. Um, so a girl who flirts with every man in sight, good for nothing, is a good for nothing besides pouring drinks. Wow. I was thinking that same thing, Keith. Thank you for mentioning hey, that. Hey, Keith. Back the fuck off. He says, Normal people accomplish nothing. So he calls her a normie. God, this dude. dude calls her a normie, bro. That is the worst God, thing you can dude. call a girl. She is trying to make money, you know, the easiest way she can. I, you know, screw you, Keith. I kind of agree with him on this one. No, forget that I'm guy. just kidding. I don't agree with him. That's not a way to talk to a lady. He's just jealous. Dr. Yeager's got a slang on him. I mean, and 
waitresses, that is a tough profession. Yeah, you gotta deal with... Respect them, and when they're good as shit, tip them. That's because she has to deal with fucking cocksuckers like this guy. Sorry, beep that out. C words like this guy. CS words. Dude, like Keith. God, you are like banning yourself from so many C words at this point. I'm sorry, guys. If I offend anybody, too bad. (laughs) If there's any cocksuckers out there that really... Were offended by me using that word. I'm very. I apologize. I apologize. But we all know Keith's being that. So that's. I mean, come on. Keith then asks Irwin. Though we go a little. We get away from that, and he asks Irwin to take over as commander. And he says, "Special people can accomplish things, but I am not one of them." And when he says that, I like it because it pulls up a little screenshot of some people, and it's Hanji, Levi, and Irwin. It's called yeah, yeah. special. And they are special. Hanji is so special to me. I love her. Those glasses. She's but, so smoking hot. I mean, put her next to put her in the same episode as Carla. She's she's not hitting the same. <laughs> Got to be honest. Okay. Then, because uh, uh, damn. I mean, Carla's pretty fine, but she's not as spicy and intricate as Hanji is. She can make so much money on OnlyFans. Is all I'm saying. She probably could, but Hanji could also make a lot of money on. Uh, what do you call it? BTSM or what? I don't even know what it is. What? Huh? What? So yeah, I we just went with like <laughs> the most mainstream website there was, and you went some deep levels. Well, shit. she likes torturing and doing oh, some yeah, stuff. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. that's. I don't even know what that stuff's called because you know why? I'm not into that stuff. Yeah. Okay, buddy. <laughs> we I'm believe you. Totally not into that, unless it's Hanji. And then okay, so we skip a couple days later. Actually, this could be a week later. I don't know. And people are panicking. They're saying the walls have been breached. Um, and we, you know, Keith's there and he's like, What is going on? Everyone's f- flipping out. And all of a sudden, Dr. Yeager yells Keith's name and he's behind him. And this is where shit gets real, bro. Okay. Because Keith and Grisha, they rush over, they get to the aftermath of to Aaron. Where are they at at this point? They're not, they're not in Shiganshina. When it happens, they're definitely somewhere uh, else. Yeah, I feel like they're probably in a city near outside, it. outside of Walrose, in like a. Because let's see how. When do you think Grisha got a hold of Aaron? So it, it looks like it's probably what two days after the incident because Aaron's sleeping. You know his. You can tell he's worn out. Like, when were they able to grab Aaron away from who he was with, like, Mikasa and Hannes, right? Well, Hannes technically wasn't there, but Hannes did save him and Mikasa, yes. It looks like they were in a shelter. They got on the boat by themselves? They got on the boat by themselves with Armin and everyone else. It might have been, like, that first night when they got over to that shelter where like they Mm -hmm. were all eating bread or something they went and hijacked Aaron out of bed or something along those lines um but yeah it looks like they're just in like some forest near a village nearby or something like that yeah and I I love Dr. Yeager here because he he gets Aaron and Aaron says a mom a titan ate mom god and Keith hears this and he just falls to his knees so Keith I think is in love with Carla I, I mean, he could just be, like, really good friends with her, but I feel like he's in love with her. And I kind of liked the way they did that. Because, in my opinion, I did not see anything definite that made it seem that way. 
But I also don't think that you're wrong for thinking that, and I don't think yeah. anyone would be wrong for being like they were really good friends. And yeah, you, it could be either way. That's what's good about it. It's where Isiyama, you're awesome for that, buddy. High five. <laughs> if there's one thing that you nailed, it was really the uh, the Keith Sadie's Carla dynamic. <laughs> That's the best thing. That's the best thing you ever did, man. Good work. You got us. If, get... if I ever met him, I'd just be like, dude, thank you for that. But, dude, listen. The way that you tiptoed around the Carla Keith debacle. Incredible. Genius. Genius. <laughs> I couldn't I can't imagine. That must have took you months to come up with that. I mean, that's the just... way that you let the reader tell their own story, amazing. Grisha tells Aaron to avenge his mother, and then he says, let's go. I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> what a stupid thing for us to say. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. No one else is analyzing this show no. like this. Ah. Hey, if you're listening to this, you are special, okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. You're special. You're not like what Keith says. You're not normal. You're special. Because you're here in this podcast right now. Thanks for being here. So Keith asks Grisha, he's like, why can't you just avenge Carla? Why are you putting this on Aaron? Is he special? Unlike me. I love how he throws in unlike me. So Keith is just having so many issues right now. And Grisha's like, listen, man, this is my kid. Stay the fuck out of it. This is a family matter. And they go off to the forest. We get the lightning bolt. Keith sees it from a distance. And... He walks up to see Aaron just laying there, and we all know what happened. Grisha, gone. He dead. He's in Aaron's belly right now. In that belly. So he's evaporated. So is the Titan skeleton. And just a crazy moment because you really catch that. I guess we knew that this is when Grisha, the timeline, we knew he kind of did this then. Mm-hmm. But it, I like how it finally shows like the exact moment right. and when it happened and how Aaron got back. Because yeah. we know he would have lost his memories from the short-term memory thing. So Keith takes him back to the shelter and just leaves. And that was when he began the biggest makeover the world has ever seen in just a few short years. Oh, yeah. On, I mean, I tried so hard. Like, Do you see Keith Sadie's... In old Keith Sadie's, they look Wait, so different to me. Oh, even with the hair, yeah. I mean, like just the face, he just looks like he's been starving himself. He looks malnourished. They just look completely different in my opinion. Depressed, depressed as hell, I think. I, I'm not really sure, but... I mean, hasn't slept in so many years. I mean, he's not special. He's been telling himself that forever. He's having so many nightmares. And then... So we go back to the present time now, and Keith is like, listen, that's all I know. I'm sorry that it's meaningless. <laughs> listen, I'm sorry that I wasn't able to give you anything. I didn't really know the guy. That is all I know. Hanji then absolutely fucking roasts him, dude. She's all over his case, and she's calling him childish, saying everything he did. And Aaron's finally like, look, calm just, down, Hanji. just quitting. I mean, he just quit the scouts. She She doesn't... Mm-hmm. That's not an honorable way to no. do your duty. It was Levi, right? It wasn't Aaron. Levi is the one that tells him tells her to chill out. I thought Levi and Aaron do because Levi says it, and then Aaron's like, "Hanji, he's he's right. Like I was never special either." <laughs> I 
course he did. Yeah. Okay. He's in his... So Aaron and Keith are the same. They're both depressed sacks yeah. of shit. Like, he's like, oh, he's right. I was never special either. I'm just the son of a special man. Aaron's like, so my mom was pretty hot, huh? <laughs> Does Aaron even remember his mom? I feel like he doesn't. The flashbacks <laughs> that he constantly have would suggest otherwise. He just remembers his mom getting devoured. He doesn't even remember anything before that. But then we got a beautiful moment, okay? Because we go back to Carla and Keith talking, and Carla says, Is it wrong to not be special? When it comes to Aaron, he doesn't have to be better than anyone. Look at how cute he is. Such a cute little baby. He was a cute little baby. I can't even lie. And then this is where my second candidate of quote of the day Lay it comes on along. She says, He's already special because he was born into this world. Beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Yeah, they like to talk about being born into this world. Um, I like the first quote better. All right, well, that's settled then. The first quote it is. Hey, good runner-up, though. I'm not shit on that quote. I just like the first quote better. And then Keith goes, And just like your father, you chose to set ablaze your life, which will burn to ashes outside of the wall. And then that's when we get the flashback of fucking keith messing up aaron's belt Mm -hmm. to try to be he does this he even kind of mentions this he tries to be special and change the outcome of a situation and aaron is so set in stone on what he wants to do that he even makes couldn't even do it couldn't even do it so i thought that was such an awesome throwback to show that the reason aaron's belt was messed up was because of because he wasn't just like he got bad Mm -hmm. luck it was he straight up broke it which going back on it would make a whole lot more sense since uh, Aaron can't keep up, and then all of a sudden Keith goes, switch belts, that one's broken. And someone's like, like, I don't even know that. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was an awesome episode. Just wow. Awesome episode. Just wow. It led into our longest episode ever. I mean, wow. We knew this was going to happen. Uh, once again, really appreciate you guys for listening. We've told some stories throughout the podcast, so I'm actually going to save that one story I promised at the beginning for next episode. It's not even a story. It's kind of a way of life that Chaz disagrees with. One thing I do want to do really quickly, you, you know we don't like to sit in this area for too long because it gets preachy. No one likes to listen to it. Email us at the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Subscribe on your podcast YouTube. apps. And uh, if you could rate and review, that'd be awesome. I just want to shout out a few people who were kind enough to rate us on uh, nice. Apple Podcasts. That'd uh, be nice. Susie John. Slifer2289. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. They were in there early. They deserved a shout out way ago because they were like the first month we were releasing things. Uh, I kind of think I might know who it is, but if, they, if it is that person, they know that uh, we're showing much love to them. Uh, Michael Case 004 thanks for the review and wow this is an intense name Doomstar 22 thanks to thanks to Doomstar 22 but anyway just wanted to shout those people out really appreciate you guys showing love uh, we'll talk to you guys next episode Chaz you got anything else I think that's it alright peace peace <laughs>